Welcome back everyone. Today we will be looking at the top 10 best AV receivers that you can buy this year. Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm your host Bobby Skinner at Bobby Skinner NFL here with Danny King at Danny King NFL. Danny, you might be Danny Boy King soon though because Josh Rosen talk this past week has gotten hot. Um, I know, I saw that, and my initial thought was, I was like, I'm going to have to change my ad, am I? Obviously, that is such a, a small issue, and I'm not sure why I was just sitting there thinking that, but yes, it's looking like Josh Rhodes to New York, it's it's heating up a little bit. Yeah, and this is what I've wanted, obviously, you know, uh, the report came out that the Giants, the Patriots, and the Chargers are interested, and that the Giants have offered their second-round pick, which is, I believe, number 30, the 38, they're 37, I believe. 37. Um, yeah, 37, uh, but the Cardinals won a one. So if if the Chargers and the Patriots haven't offered a one, that means we obviously have given them the best offer because we have the best second-round pick out of them. And if both those teams offer one, we have the ability to throw the 17 at them. And I'm all for that. I believe, I, like I said, I said it time and time again, I believe in Josh Rosen. I think the stuff that he really struggled out last year, the kind of said like, oh, he kind of was late to getting getting the ball to guys. I think that's probably the most easily fixed thing in the NFL. It's just kind of getting more used to the NFL speed and learning, just learning more about the game. I think that's the most fixable thing in the NFL for a quarterback. He has all the accuracy. So I'm all aboard with Josh Rosen, and I want us to do whatever it takes to get him. Danny? Yeah, no, you, you've been the one ha- hammering at home that you want Josh Rosen in New York. And you're right. Josh Rosen, did he struggle his rookie year? Yeah, because, one, he was a rookie, like – not everyone can be as lucky as the Browns to get Baker Mayfield, who dominated the league, who did not dominate, but did a great job with the league last year. But look what Josh Rosen went through. He basically a terrible offensive line. I think he had like eight or nine different groups around him all season. His head coach, uh, Steve Wilkes, he really wasn't an offensive guy. He was a defensive guy, so that really wasn't that helpful in like a really now offensive first league. And now his coach got fired. And now he, his new coach doesn't, as we see, is not that committed to him. He wants, it seems like he really wants Kyler. So, obviously, and I and I put that out on my Twitter. I said, if you look at it, the Giants are in the best position to get uh, Josh Rosen. We own the thirty seventh, the Pats own the fifty sixth, and the Chargers own the sixtieth pick in the second round. And so the the Cardinals, they're not going to the first round pick. I don't foresee that happening. If that they do, then more power to them. But. I see it as the Giants right now the most likely landed spot for Josh Rosen. But the question is, when will they trade him? Will they trade him before the NFL draft? Will they trade him day two? Like, I'm not sure what their plan is right now because uh, they're having, uh, what's his name, Nick Bosa for uh, a visit this week after they had dinner with him last week. So we still don't know what the Cardinals are doing that first-round pick. They're being very good at keeping that quiet. So... Tyler, Nick, we don't know. So right now, Josh Rosa to New York, we 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 can hope, but we just got to remember what are the Cardinals going to do? Right, and like I said, I don't, I wouldn't blame the Cardinals on going for if they like believe in Kyler going all out, but the Cardinals organization as a whole, I believe, is one of the dumbest in the NFL. Um, you know, they hired Steve Wilkes, which was almost a fake coach because they, I think, I I really believe they planned on firing him at the end of the year um, because they didn't they didn't have someone to get in there. Um, they fired their offensive coordinator uh, halfway through the season, then brought in Byron Leftwich. They had a, a team that was in the NFC Championship game and just kind of let it all fade away, let Bruce Arians walk when he obviously wasn't done. 
Uh, and then you don't, you know, you never know if that was maybe almost a forced retirement kind of thing. And they hired Cliff Kingsbury, which I think is the dumbest hiring and maybe the past 10 years in the NFL besides Art Shell. Maybe that was longer than 10 years ago. Maybe, you know, Lane Kiffin. I, I'm just going to keep naming Raiders coaches. But I just did not like that hiring at all. A guy who couldn't win at Texas Tech with guys like um, Patrick Mahomes. And then Baker Mayfield. Like, Baker Mayfield cannot stand Cliff Kingsbury. When Baker Mayfield got hurt, Cliff Kingsbury acted like he wasn't even a, like a, a human being, like he didn't know him, and can't just couldn't stand can't stand him. So I don't I don't blame Josh Rosen for not standing him, especially with all this trade talk. So like that narrative that like oh the Cardinals know something. I don't think the Cardinals know anything. Uh, I think they they really like Kyler, but as far as like if like if you think they just oh this guy this Rosen guy isn't going to cut it, I just I just think the Cardinals are a dumb organization. So nothing that they quote unquote know. Is going to turn me away from uh, anybody. No, yeah, and, right. and we're, yeah. we're we're taking all the Cardinals players already on defense. We got to get at least one offensive player. Yeah, we got to spread the love around. But you're right. Like quarterbacks, they don't develop right away. It, it's a process. You draft a quarterback, you got to like stick with him. You got to b- trust that process with him. So, and what I believe the Cardinals are trying to do, they, they're hoping, which every team is trying to do, they hope they got the next Sean McVay. Every team is now looking for the next Sean McVay, and if like I'm not, they, this is an offensive league now, and they hope Cliff Kingsbury can continue that tradition. But I mean, if you look at it, the Cardinals are not built to succeed right now, so they're obviously they Josh Rosen. They, that was a stupid pick from them last year at this point because it seemed like it was a waste of time. They could have addressed so many bigger issues, but they decided to go that route. And it's not working out for them. And so now they're going to waste another first-round pick, probably on a quarterback. They're entering uh, QB hell, as Dave Gettleman called it. And so it's going to, they're, they're, they're down there in the league. That's probably the worst team in the NFL. Us Giants fans are calling us the worst team. But, I mean, just look at the Cardinals. What, what are they doing right now? That's right. I can't find it at the moment. Definitely. And then you brought up QB hell. Speaking of which, the uh, report – slash rumor was circulated that the Giants are not against extending Eli in 2020. Um, here's what I think of this. Why would the Giants say that they weren't? Like, what's the, what, what was the, what's the point of the Giants saying, like, no, Eli's definitely not coming back in 2020. It doesn't accomplish anything. And I don't believe that. I believe that they are planning on moving on from Eli after this season. But they're just, they're just keeping, you know, everything available. The, you know, I believe fully believe the Giants are going to keep or going to move on from Eli in 2020. Eli will probably retire um, unless they bring him back on on an extremely cheap deal. But this to say that like, oh, the Giants believe that Eli Manning's like the the guy for the next two years. I don't believe that for one second. Uh, th- this has been a point that I've been I've been talking about on Twitter sometimes on here. If the Giants do not get their successor to Eli this year. You have to sign him to at least a one a, another year. That's my personal opinion. If you draft Dwayne Haskins, you trade for Josh Rosen, and then they sit behind Eli, then you, you say goodbye to Eli because it'd be a waste to have re-sign Eli if we have Dwayne Haskins or Josh Rosen, maybe the Kyler Murray on the bench, and then just have them sit another year behind Eli. So, yeah. And plus, Steve John Maris, Steve Tisch said um, they want to see how this season goes first. But if Eli plays good and they don't draft their successor to him, I, they have to sign him, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I don't want it, but at this point, I mean, John John Calipari of the Kentucky Wildcats got a lifetime contract. 
at this point, should we just give Eli a lifetime contract? I don't think he's ever going to leave. Yeah, no, but I I believe we're going to get our QB this year. Uh, whether that's Josh Rosen or Dwayne Haskins, I really think they're going to make it happen. Um, I I just think they know they're getting it at Josh Rosen at this point. I really do. That's you know that's not some kind of inside source. That's just me guessing. Um, and it could be a stupid guess, but I do. I think the Giants really know that they're going to get Josh Rosen. Yeah, yeah, right. And plus, the Cardinals, as we said, then if a team offers them a first round pick, I mean, more power to them. But the Giants are the Chargers. I don't see them offering their first, and neither I don't see the Patriots doing that either. The Giants offering the thirty seventh. That's probably one of the best picks they'll get for uh, Josh Rosen. And maybe if they want, they can maybe even ask the Giants for like a fourth round pick if they're really feeling greedy. And I think the Giants would do that. Offer them their second and their maybe a fourth or a fifth. Give that to the Cardinals. You get your QB of the future. And we could be set for the next. Hopefully, that if Josh Rosen works out, maybe ten years if we get him. Yeah, and like you said, I don't think the Patriots are going to offer them first because I think they're comfortable. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's kind of like a hey, we're going to give you your, our second round pick, and if you don't want that, we're just going to get the best available player and try and win on the Super Bowl. So I, I don't think the you know the Patriots are much of a battle with that. The Chargers, you could essentially say close to the same thing. But anyways, uh, there's two guys that are visiting the Giants this week. We got Drew Locke and Devin White. Uh, Drew Locke, I think it's just kind of a formal thing. They they got to bring the QBs in. Uh, he is, you know, my number three guy to Haskins and Murray. Uh, I've said about Locke on this show that when I watch him, it's like, man, I like this. But as far as like, 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 why didn't Missouri let him throw the ball more? And like, why didn't this like translate to more success? But like Drew Locke, I like the way he throws the ball. I like to think he's accurate. I think he has a great pocket presence. But I just. I, for some reason, I'm not able to just go all in on him, you know? No, I, I can see the reason why not going in on him. I think uh, it was Peter Schrager. He put out a mock draft having the Giants picking him at six. That one doesn't make sense at all. Drew Locke, he's not, in the, he's not going before Haskins or Murray, if that's the case. If Drew Locke's available at 17 and the Giants feel committed, I would take Drew Locke over uh, Daniel Jones. I feel like he has more potential than J- Daniel Jones in this league. That's just my opinion. I know. Uh, I'm not sure what you think of that. No, right I, I, I'm I'm way more on Locke than Daniel Jones. I I like Locke. I like Locke. It's just for some reason I just can't go all in on him. I don't know. It's maybe it's me like you know having this dumb comparison of like oh Blaine Gabbert because they kind of do play similar in the in the sense and obviously the Missouri connection uh, and number eleven. Uh, but anyways, like besides dumb comparisons, it's. it's it's really hard for me to like point out something in Drew Locke's game where it's like, oh, I really don't like that. Part of it was just I feel like Missouri just kept on trying to do this like SEC pounding ground where I, f- I feel like they should have spread it out and and done a little more with that. But I I, I like Locke, uh, not as much as Haskins and not as much as Kyler, but uh, I don't think he's going to be drafted by the Giants regardless. No, yeah, I agree. He's not better than Haskins or Murray, but someone like Drew Locke, I really see him being able to benefit from Pat Shermer. Because, I mean, if you look at it, Pat Sherman made Case Keenum in Minnesota look like Tom Brady. That's a very dramatic comparison. But you know what I mean. He made Case Keenum look very good. And then towards the end of the year, that his playbook worked with Eli towards the end once Eli was self sacking himself. And the offensive line settled down. So I believe if we get the quarterback, they will benefit extremely from Pat Shermer. And either if that's Murray or Haskins. I wouldn't mind Locke. He intrigues me enough that I would take him. And just see where that goes. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, and then the other one is Devin White, the linebacker at LSU. I love this guy. If we're able to get Rosen and if we draft him at number six, I'd be completely in love with it. The guy's fast, physical. I mean, he's everything you want in a linebacker. Oh, yeah, I, I love Devin White. Just watching him at the combine and watching his highlight tape, it's like, <laughs> I want Devin White on this team now. And as you said, if we can get Josh Rosen and Devin White, uh, I, I, I would just give it up to Dave Gellman for that. But I hope it seems like the Giants, I'm not sure what they want to do with that six. I think they're going defense 100%. I feel like the only other team in front of us that would take Devin White is probably the Buccaneers. So, I mean, hopefully they don't take him, and hopefully the Giants like him enough to have him be their linebacker of the future. Him and Alec Ogletree, that could be a nice combination right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he could learn you know, learn from Ogletree, who seemed to be more of a uh, a better leader than actually playing on the field. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to see what Devin White can do in, in the system. Um, I think that's it for this week in the news. Uh, before we switch to looking at the 2019 wide receiver draft class, let's get a quick ad. All right, so a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, let's take a look at the 2019 NFL Draft wide receiver class. Now, we don't expect to pick wide receiver high, although anything could happen. You know, say we trade the 17 for, you know, the Raiders two picks or something. You know, stuff can happen, and we could end up being able to take a wide receiver in the first round. And this is a year where, you know, there's no wide receiver expected to go in the top 10 and, and maybe not even the top 20. But the number one guy that it looks like right now is DK Metcalf for reasons why everyone has seen. The guy has really become the big, one of the biggest names in the draft because of his combine, because of pictures of him. The guy is six foot three, two twenty eight. He's just a horse. Uh, his vertical, <laughs> his vertical is, uh, I believe 37 uh, th- or 38 inches. I uh, ran a four, three, three, 40, or sorry, his, his, vo- sorry. <laughs> uh, his vertical is 40 and a half inches. Uh, his bench reps were 27 to 225, a 4-3-3-40. And that's the reasons everybody loves this guy. And I tell you what, and you even watch like that video of him like just running a go route, it's hard to not fall in love with this guy. But I've been trying to tell myself over the past year to fall more in love with route running instead of just measurables. And Metcalf did not run routes. He just almost ran go routes. And he, he, he was injured a lot. He didn't have a whole lot of product, uh, production at Ole Miss. Uh, and his his cone drill and shuttle, which is more about agility. In the shuttle, he ran a 4-5, which was the fourth worst of the combine. And in the three cone drill, he had the, the third worst uh, performance there. So that's a big thing there. I don't think this is going to be a guy that the Giants have at all on their board. Um in 2018, he, seven, uh, he had played seven games. He had uh, 26 catches for 570 yards and five touchdowns. That's that's less than four catches a game. He never averages more than four catches a game. And he wasn't even their number one wide receiver. A.J. Brown is who we, we'll talk about. But I just 
I'm convincing myself that this guy really is go- has a lot of chance to be a bust, although he's really not an option for the Giants anyways. No, yeah, you're right. The Giants are not going wide receiver with the 6th or the 17th. If they still have the 37th, they're not going 37th either. The Giants right now are set at wide receiver with uh, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Cody Latimer, whoever they give that uh, for spot to. But you know, D- DK Metcalf, he- he's an absolute beast. We've seen the pictures of him and his buddy A.J. Brown. They're shredded beyond belief. Uh, yeah, as you said, though, he's had some injuries. He, he hasn't been that really productive in his own missed games. Could we maybe blame that on maybe the quarterback play? Maybe. But you're right. His cone shuttle drill, that, oh, that was not good. But just looking at some of his highlights, just he has, from what I saw, his, he has good hands. Uh, his vertical, he's able just to, like, full-on leap above anyone. One thing that I, I really liked was um, when they when they pressed DK Metcalf, he was gone. There was no way you're cashing him. He was scoring on most of those plays. But you're right, DK Metcalf. He's easily the number one wide receiver in this draft class. But he's not going in the top ten. As he's probably not in the top twenty. And to be quite honest, it would have shocked me if he falls to day two and he gets drafted in the second or third round. But as you said, I it would have shocked me. If his uh, best friend AJ Brown goes first before him, I think there's for sure a shot that somebody I could see AJ Brown going ahead of him, but I think for sure he's going to go day one. Oh, yeah. Because of that and this whole offensive wave we've had with all these offensive coaches, somebody's going to feel like they can come in there and fix him. And I don't blame them though, because like this isn't me like oh like these NFL GMs are dumb because it's hard to not fall in love with this guy because his highlights are amazing. He's got all the size. He's got amazing straight line speed he can jump out of the building uh he, i mean he's just an unbelievable athlete um and you kind of think well what if he wasn't you know didn't have those injuries maybe that is a part of the production is he never really got able to fit into the Ole Miss system like you said the qb play was never all that great and aj brown was kind of their number one guy for me a compare we're going to do player comparisons on these each one of these guys for me i'd say he's like a martavis bryant where he has all that skill but he's more of like a a go-and-bubble route guy. The Martavis Bryant comparison, that's actually a really good comparison. What I saw, who would who would I compare him to? I mean, as you said, Mart- Martavis Bryant, actually, now that I think about it, that's actually like a really good comparison. I didn't think of Martavis Bryant. I just thought, for some reason, just with some of his skills, he reminded me just of a taller Odell Beckham. But, as you said, Odell Beckham was not as injured as DK Metcalf. He had his uh, friend Jarvis Landry there in LSU, but Martavis Bryant, wow, that's actually a good comparison. I didn't think of that one. I like that one. Yeah, I got a couple, you know, throwbacks, although some some of these, men finding comparisons is, is really hard, and that's why we both didn't do all, one for all of them. Yeah. Um, moving on, Marquise Brown. Danny, you want to tell us a little about this guy? Uh, yeah, he's from uh, the – School of Oklahoma, he's uh, 5'10", I've even read 5'11", for him. He weighs in 170 pounds. Uh, his 40-yard dash, from what I found online, was uh, 4.33 seconds, so that's good. Uh, I see some people compare him, and I, I kind of agree with this sometimes, uh, Tavon Austin. He's fast, he's got the agility, he's got great moves to fake out defenders. Mar- Marquise Brown, I love Marquise Brown. Uh, sometimes I even see a little bit of Sterling Shepard in him, that passion that he has, that he brings to the field every Sunday. Marquise Brown's a great receiver, and him and Kyler Murray were a great connection. His nickname, uh, Hollywood Brown, I like that nickname. But 
Marquise Brown. Uh, if DK Metcalf was in this class, I say he could be the second uh, wide receiver in this class. You could even argue he's better than DK Metcalf. It's just what put DK Metcalf above him was that uh, great combine he had. So I love Marquise Brown, and I wouldn't mind him being a Giant, but I, I don't see the Giants going wide receiver till for a little while. Yeah, Marquise, uh, you know, he's coming off that foot surgery, so he didn't, you know, have a combine or a pro day. But it's one of those things where, like, he's fast. So there's really, like, you know, if you watch his film, you really don't need to see a 40 time and whatnot. Like, the guy is fast. He had 75 catches for uh, over 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns last year with Kyler. And, and you know, him and Kyler had a great thing going because, I mean, the guy just burns past people. I mean, you, you see, you know, the ball's going up in the air, and he's just running past safeties who are already five yards ahead of him. I mean, just unbelievable speed. Uh, my player comparison, I guess, would be Deshaun Jackson, just the way he runs those crossing routes. And he could even go around, you know, th- through the middle a little bit. Um It'll be interesting to see who takes him because I feel like he's the kind of guy who has to be in the right system. Uh, I don't think he's. A, I don't think you can put him on the Bengals and he's going to succeed right away. I think he needs to find you know uh, a steady system that is not going to rely on him to make a whole bunch of plays and then kind of find his role. But Marquise Brown, uh, I'm not in love with him. I I'd say he's either number three or four for me. Uh, AJ Brown is number one for me. I love AJ Brown. Uh, he's the other wide receiver out of Ole Miss. He's at six foot, two twenty six. He ran a four four nine forty, a thirty six and a half vert. He didn't run the shuttle or the three cone drill, which disappointed him. But he had eighty five catches for thirteen or over thirteen hundred yards and six touchdowns last year. The guy is an amazing route runner. He goes he goes over the middle. He does everything you want. The only thing that really isn't there is the that burner speed. But he he's like he he finds all the holes and 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 the and the coverages i mean he just does everything you want out of him so what do you got on aj uh yeah if you had dk metcalf speed on aj brown i would be saying at probably the 17 like with our wide receiver i wouldn't mind aj brown but as you said if you give dk metcalf speed aj brown he's 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 top 10 Easily, he's top ten. But um, yeah, I put he's just as good. I looking at his highlights, I think he's better than DK Metcalf, and he was uh the what's it called? Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say about him, but right there. But AJ Brown, he's very good. He's better than DK Metcalf, and as you said, his route running is amazing. He's he's got the ability to. He was the number one wide receiver in Ole Miss for a reason. He looks so good. Uh, who who would you compare AJ Brown to? I'm wondering about that. Um, I've got Golden Tate, just the way he, you know, plays physical, um, isn't afraid to go over the middle. You can use him in the slot. And like you said, everyone's drooling over DK Metcalf and, and rightfully so, but the, the own team that DK Metcalf played for Ole Miss liked AJ Brown more and used him more and was much more productive. Whereas, you know, uh, uh, DK had, you know, in 2017, where DK played 12 games, he only had 39 catches. Last year, AJ Brown had 85 catches. I mean, he's just unbelievable. I, I got my player comp for him is Golden Tate, and I, I really like him a lot. Um, like I said, if there's some r- way we're making trades and, and dropping down or whatnot for more picks, I would love to. If we're if we were to draft a wide receiver late first, early second, which I don't think is going to happen, AJ Brown would be the guy I want. 
No, you're right. And, it, like, also, people are saying DK Metcalf, he's in incredible shape. AJ Brown, he's just as in incredible shape as DK Metcalf. These two are shredded beasts. But AJ Brown, he is the better receiver out of Ole Miss. And that goal to take comparison, in my opinion, that's spot on. He's not afraid to go over the middle. The route run is great. And if the Giants somehow were able to get him, I would love it because he is so good. And him, Sterling, and uh, Golden, that would just be a great wide receiver combo. Right. All right, so those were the three top ones, obviously. So we both did a lot of research on those guys. These next ones, what I want to do is alternate where you give one. If I got something to put in, I'll put it in. But no pressure. We, we kind of own our guy. So I'm going to go first. The guy I got is Kelvin Harmon. He's a junior out of NC State, measuring at 6'2", 221, a 4'6", at the combine, 32.5-inch vert, which is really bad. Uh, but his shuttle uh, time was really good. Uh, he ran a 4'3". His three-cone was a 7'15". I, I want to say it's really good, but it's all right. And this guy, I think... He's like A.J. Brown. He's got the everything but speed. He had 81 uh, catches lost, yeah. for, for 1,200 1, yards and seven touchdowns. But for my for me, it's Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden is a guy who ran a 4-7 at the combine. But he's just always found the perfect holes in the zone, runs the right routes. Kelvin Harmon, for me, is Anquan Bolden, and I love this guy. I would love to get him if, if he's somehow available in the third and he drops down. Yeah, that, that's a good. Part. I I did a a little research on a uh, Nikhil Harry, a uh, six foot two, out of Arizona State. He has a thirty eight and a half inch vertical. Uh, his forty yard dash time was uh four four uh four point five for seconds. He's a very good wide receiver, uh, a mid round guy, probably mid second, maybe even third round if you want to argue that. Uh, Nikhil Harry, uh, I would I like Nikhil Harry. He's not a jaw dropping at what he does, but he's a solid wide receiver and he, he will bring good depth to any team that he goes to. Do I see the Giants targeting him? No, not really. But Nikhil Harry, he'll be good in this league in my opinion. Definitely. Um uh, the next guy I got is Hakeem Butler. He's a redshirt junior out of Iowa State. He is six foot five, two hundred twenty seven pounds. He runs a four four eight forty a thirty six inch vert. I mean just amazing measurables for someone that size. Um, you know, maybe second, you know, if you're doing com- combination of size and speed and a bit, uh, jumping ability, he's probably second the DK. This guy, he had a lot of big plays. He's physical. When he catches the ball, he can just truck, dude. Like, his his run after catch is unbelievable. That And, and that all makes me fall in love with him. But his routes are absolutely horrible. I mean, they, they're very rounded. They're clunky. And so, yeah, I, I – I, this is a guy I would love to take a chance on because I just, if you're if you have six foot five and a four a four four nine forty or less, I just always want to fall in love with those guys. And that's like I said before, I've been trying to tell myself to back off those guys and look more at route running. But this guy's measurables, I love him. But I'm gonna give him a bad player comparison. I'm gonna give him a player comparison to a guy that I absolutely loved and still convinced myself that could probably figure it out. I've, I've, I believe in this guy wholeheartedly. My comparison for him is Doyle Green Beckham, who was obviously the Missouri wide receiver, six foot six, four four forty, got in trouble uh, for doing drugs and got suspended his final year. Transferred to Oklahoma, wasn't able to play. Tennessee took him the second round, threw him in here and there in the red zone, but didn't do a whole lot. 
So, yeah, Doyle Green, Green Beckham would be my comparison for him. This guy, if – listen, they say route running is hard to teach, which it's one of those things where I don't understand why it's hard to teach, but they say it's hard to teach. But if you can teach this guy how to run great routes, he can definitely be somebody you could use. And if he fall, if he slips, to so say the fifth round, I feel like he's an easy go after because it's just all potential in the world, and you can use him in the red zone. And we're a team right now that lacks height at the wide receiver position. No, you're 100% right on that. This Giants team, they need height at wide receiver, and he would be a great addition to the team. Someone I also looked at who I feel is, is very underrated is uh, Debo Samuel out of uh, South Carolina. Uh, he stands out, comes at 5'11". I've even seen some people say he's six foot, 214 pounds. He has a 4.48 second uh, 40-yard dash. Uh, verticals, 39 inches. I said I would compare Marquise Brown to Tavon Austin. I think I would compare Debo Samuel more to Tavon Austin. He doesn't have the speed of Tavon Austin, but he just reminds me of Tavon Austin, the way he's able to run some routes. Debo Samuel, just looking at some of his stats uh, taped, I'm surprised he's not even ranked a little higher because he's a quality wide receiver. He's probably a mid-second round guy. Maybe a team will take a chance on him in the very end of the first round. But I like Debo Samuel. He's not a giant guy because I mean, he's not going to be going to the Giants. The height's the issue. I don't see the Giants have any interest in Debo Samuel. But a team that gets Debo, I think they'll be getting a steal in Debo Samuel. Yeah, you keep on – like you said, you did Tavon Austin for two. I think that week two long Tavon Austin touchdown against the Cowboys is, is haunting your, your, your dreams, Danny. That is very true. I, I remember that so specifically. It is terrifying seeing him run and, and seeing Janoris Jenkins slip. I'm like, he, it's Tavon Austin. <laughs> All right, so I got a few other guys. This next guy I love because he's just a gritty grinder, a.k.a. he's white. Andy Isabella. He's a senior out of UMass. He's 5'9", 188. So there, you know, like, this guy went to UMass, and he's 5'9", 188. He ran a 4'3", 140, a 36.5 vert, a 6'9", 5", 3-cone drill, and a 4'1", 5", uh, shuttle at the combine. The guy's measure, the guy's speed is just top-notch, close to, you know, the best in the draft. Now, his problems are he's not – he can be kind of bumped off routes and whatnot because obviously because his size – um, but he just had, you know, he, he didn't get to play against a, a lot of great competition at UMass, but he had over, he had 102 catches for 1,700 yards and three touchdowns in the senior season. This guy, I hope the Patriots don't get a hold of him, and we keep making these white wide receiver jokes with the Patriots, but he's somebody that could really jump up because they believe they can use him in the slot or whatnot. He runs amazing option routes. He's smart. Um, my comparison to him, and it's kind of a give and take, this guy that I'm going to compare him to is a little bit taller, but Isabel's is a little bit faster. My comparison to him, for him is actually a giant favorite, Victor Cruz, someone who you know runs those great option routes, uh, can play in the slot, can play uh, on the outside and burn people if you want to do that. I mean, I really like this guy a lot. I think if he gets in the right system, he's going to be somebody that we know about for the next 10 years. So, yeah, I like Isabel a lot. Um, I got two more. I got Demarcus Lodge. He's a senior out of Ole Miss. Ole Miss wide receivers are just dominating this draft class. In fact, I was looking at – he was actually the, the number one recruited. He was a top 50 recruit. And you, we know Ole Miss likes to cheat with the recruiting. I think they just went heavy cheating on wide receivers because this guy went it was in Texas, and it just blew people's mind that they were in the steal from Texas. Uh, he's 6'2", 202, ran a 4'5", uh, 35 and a half inch vert, 706 three cone, and a 453 20 yard shuttle. Um, even with Metcalf, 
And A.J. Brown, he had 65 catches for 877 yards and four touchdowns in his senior season. Um, this guy is a guy who can play, and he might be being overlooked because of A.J. Brown and D.K. Um, he's decent against the press. He, you know, he's, he's, you know, he has a great get-off. Uh, the problem is, is he has a lot of drops. He, it's, he's not a guy that's going to go down and block. He seems like a guy that might have some, not like character, like off-the-field issues, but like kind of, He's not gonna. He's not gonna finish his blocks, and his blocks are horrible. So he kind of screws you in the run game, which I think would might be a huge turnoff for the Giants because of you know how heavy run we're gonna be doing with Saquon. Um, even if we're not heavy run, you know Saquon with those big long runs, you kind of need wide receivers that are blocking because when he's making cutbacks or reversing field, wide receiver blocks can make uh, a 25 yard run into a 75 yard touchdown. So my comparison for him is Terrell Pryor. Uh, somebody who has, you know, good size, decent speed, um, is going to have games where you're like, wow, this guy's great. But in the end, it's just going to be somebody who um, gets figured out and the good teams are going to defend really well. And then I'm going to finish it off with Terry McLaurie. He's a redshirt senior out of Ohio State, measuring at six foot, 208 pounds at the combine. He ran up four, three, five, forty, which is Burner speed of 37.5-inch vert, 701 on the three-cone, which was pretty good, uh, close to the top, a 415 in the shuttle. Uh, his senior season with Haskins, he had 35 catches for 701 yards and 11 touchdowns. And his stock has been jumping up big time because of the senior bowl. He had a great senior bowl. They said in his one-on-one drills, he won almost every single one. I mean, people, the scouts were just raving about this guy. He's a great route runner plus fast. So I think that's why he's jumping up. It's like, man, this guy can run really great routes, and he's fast. And he's I think he could be one of those guys where it's like, why didn't he go higher? Like, all the signs were there of him being a really good wide receiver. Uh, my comparison for him is Juju. Uh, I, I like this guy a lot. Um, I actually think out of all these guys, I think he might be the most – the closest one for the Giants to get because – you know, he's not going to go, you know, uh, end of the first, uh, top of the second. Or maybe he could. You know, you never know. We always have those surprises. But if we're looking at a wide receiver, which I don't think we're going to. That's why we start with wide receivers, because we're probably not going to draft one. He's a guy I like a lot. So Yeah, I love all those, uh, all those names. But someone that I just remembered that I want to talk about is Paris Campbell out of Ohio State as well. Uh, six foot one, two hundred eight pounds. He ran a four point three two at the combine, and I like Paris Campbell a lot. Dwayne Haskins liked him. Uh, people call him the fastest player in the Big East, and he had some good stats last year. He had ninety receptions, uh, one thousand yards, averaged eleven yards per. Uh, he had twelve touchdowns. So I like Paris Campbell, and uh, I. I Obviously, once again, we know the Giants are probably not going wide receiver in the first round, probably not even the second round. But Paris Campbell, I would like to have him on the Giants because he's got he's got height, but height he's got height that can help us out because obviously we've already short wide receiver core, core. But I like Paris Campbell, but once again, honestly, the Giants targeting him. Yeah, definitely. So uh, unless you want to talk about Hunter Renfro, I think we're we're good, Danny. I think we're all good. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Hunter Renfro. He's going to the Patriots. Make those same cheesy jokes. I love him. Uh, I can't get enough of them. Hunter Renfro, that, that's that's the guy from Clemson that got that touchdown like nine years ago against Alabama. Uh, anyways, listen, we're, we're going to be back to you on 
uh, a Friday, a.k.a. Thursday night. We're going to be talking about uh, defensive backs and whatever news happens between that time. I think this will – defensive backs, I think, is going to be very interesting because we need DBs. Sam Beal, while we have all the hope in the world for him, we really don't know. Grant Haley is a guy we both like, but we also aren't expecting him to be, you know, a, a number one shutdown corner. And Janoris Jenkins is old on and on the last year's contract and had a very – up and down season last year. Yeah, so we got to prepare probably for the end of Janoris Jenkins this year. He could even be traded depending on how bad we are. But corners an issue we're going to need to address. I have I have faith in uh, Grant Haley. I've been preaching about him. I think he was the best uh, undrafted free to sign in. And Sam Beal, as you said, we don't know what he is. He hurt his shoulder last year and that kept him out for the whole season. So we got to find out what he's worth. But we also got to prepare for Janoris Jenkins probably leaving after this year. That's my opinion on that. Definitely. All right, so I guess that's a show. Make sure to follow us at Talking, not Talking, Talking Giants. Follow our personals at Bobby Skinner NFL, at Danny King NFL. And listen, I always forget to do this. If you haven't, subscribe, obviously, if you like listening. But if you don't like listening, leave us a rating and review. And if you do like listening to that, and because we do, we read all those. Um, and they're important to us. Obviously, it helps us move up in rankings. And when you know someone discovers a show, they stay go look at that. They go look at the reviews. So it's big. It's important for us. And just do it. Like you said, you could do it right now. Um, it takes t- you know 15, 20 seconds. You could do it during the closing song. So, Danny, I think uh, I think we're good to go. All right, we will see you guys on Friday, unless Josh Rosen gets traded, and then we'll we'll see you guys then. All right, I'm talking too much. Bye. <laughs>